0: Because for some reason you wanted it, we discuss Marmaduke. Everyone and welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I am Stuart Wellington. <laughs> wow, I'm Elliot Kalin, and I'm strangely sexy.
1: turned on all of a sudden. Yeah. Yep. not strangely. Nice
0: yeah, there's, not
2: there's nothing. Nothing. You're, you're wearing
0: your uh, your face uh, cut off shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that makes new, it uh, sound like uh, he's perfect. wearing a shirt
2: that cut his face off no <laughs> it's made out of cut off faces <laughs> Stewart has
1: a
0: jersey uh what do you what would you call what you're wearing i would
1: say it's like a basketball jersey
2: it's, yeah it's like an italian t but it says face on it <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it is the jersey that face wore on a team
2: yeah uh for those who don't know we are experiencing a heat wave here at the flop house Temperatures I mean, are up to a million degrees. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: that's but that's Celsius.
2: <laughs> it's not just the Flophouse. I mean, this is all over. Uh, the Flophouse is located in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. USA.
1: But
0: Earth.
3: Are,
1: Milky
0: Way. Rated R. <laughs> is playing at everywhere. <laughs> we are indeed having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. Temperatures rising. It's hardly surprising because Stuart certainly can, can, can the uh, end
2: so here at the flop house the three of us watch a movie <laughs> a right. bad movie or a good movie it depends usually a great movie <laughs> that's right usually it's a classic wait, wait let me check incorrect i'm wrong actually we usually watch a, some kind of uh critical or financial flop, flop Thus, the name flop house and
1: flop of course is an acronym for failure to launch over production costs <laughs> Yep. That's where the word comes from yep. As opposed to the opposite Flip Fantastic liability Including production costs
0: uh, Weird so a, Tortured uh, Pancake
2: flipper Yep, All about the production costs of the pancake Oh yes And a pancake flopper You don't want to be that No No Gets all over the face. So tonight, Speaking of face,
1: the
0: shirt Stuart's wearing <laughs> says that. So what movie did we watch tonight, Dan? So we watched a movie called uh, Marmaduke. Now, this, uh, what, Wait, Marmaduke? What? Uh, is this, could it be? The fabled Marmaduke episode. Now for some reason... Fans of the Flophouse. Recorded
2: 10 <coughs> zillion years ago. <coughs> in a cave somewhere. Clamor.
0: For us to talk about Marmaduke. We mentioned Marmaduke in a very <laughs>
1: early episode. We met, Someone wrote in, I think, saying a Marmaduke movie's coming out. You guys should flop that. And we said maybe. Then we didn't. <laughs> yeah. For years. And then
0: this stuck in the craw of our fans for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, our long fans, past- our Dan's, <laughs> uh, our mans, and our hands. <laughs> Um, um, sorry Hans. This movie came out uh longer ago than we would normally address, yeah. on the podcast, but uh not to pu- pull the curtain too back too far this was back, a this was actually a twenty ten release we
1: needed to uh we, we needed actually to do a short just, movie tonight. we missed by a little over a month. Uh,
2: the third anniversary of the release of Marmaduke. <laughs> well, I think uh, we were waiting to see Which I how, think is the flop anniversary. I think we were waiting to see how well it did in yeah, post-theatrical release. Yeah, yeah. It
0: made foreign its money markets.
1: Back. Home markets, overseas in streaming. Singapore, you want to make
2: sure it that it really fit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... No, we, we needed a short movie tonight just for outside reasons, and Marmaduke was a trim 84 minutes just for the lull. So let's give the people what they want. And what they want is Marmaduke, and what I want is to not have seen Marmaduke.
2: <laughs> Luckily, uh, your phone can easily go in the way of the TV screen.
1: <laughs> yep, that's called using a second screen. Now, Dan, for the listeners at home who, are not, who have not read a 60-year-old comic strip that nobody likes, yeah.
0: what is a Marmaduke? <laughs> so Marmaduke... Think about, all right, imagine a comic called Howard Huge (laughs) that appears in Parade Magazine. About Howard Hughes and his enormous
1: penis. (laughs) About Howard Huge, a large dog. Howard Hughes' penis grew so long because he he went crazy and stopped clipping it. Sure. (laughs) Now
0: imagine that that That's where the term raw dog comes from, right? (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that single panel comic was not called Howard Huge, but it was called Marmaduke. (laughs) And then you have Marmaduke. So Marmaduke is a big dog. <laughs> it's a big not dog. Not Clifford
1: the Big Red Dog. Big. No. Not
0: but not as bigger, big as a house. Bigger than your average dog. Mm-hmm. He's as big as a doghouse. Uh, he. Yeah, he's a large dog. Yeah. And that's and, all there is to him. And what kind of stuff do they do jokes about in the Marmaduke? Comic oh script? well, perhaps um, the owner of Marmaduke wants to sit in the recliner, but Marmaduke is already in the recliner, and because Marmaduke is large, this is very inconvenient. <laughs> Okay, what and what else? Give me another one. Give me another oh, taste of Marmaduke. Man, Marmaduke likes bones, and uh, he has he has dug the hell up out of the backyard to bury all his bones. I love it. Keep it coming. Give me a th- give
1: me a third. Rule of three is one more Marmaduke jazz. Uh,
0: Marmaduke would love to sleep on the bed where humans sleep, and Marmaduke is so big that he is all over owner and owner's wife. He's uh, cracking
2: up already. Uh, He's a big dog. Marmaduke. What I'm not
1: hearing is a story of how a dog was formed out
0: of the marriage of Marmalade and the duke no well that's what you it's one one what one might surmise and wish that marmaduke is about but not in actuality the truth of marmaduke
1: what you're saying sounds like there's
0: there's a lot of rich potential for a marmaduke film sure if you love large things and you love dogs (laughs) then marmaduke would be the movie for you basically a bunch of one panel gags with
2: uh I don't know, like a tagline at the bottom, right? Yeah, like yeah. A, a whole movie like made Marmaduke, up. Like
1: Marmaduke. Oh no, would be maybe when Marmaduke a has been like, caught with a bloody knife in his hand <laughs> over yeah. a body. Sure. Or <laughs> like Marmaduke say it ain't so when he's been caught fixing the 1919
0: World <laughs> Series. <Seriously. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those aren't those aren't necessarily size based gags, but I think you're getting the basic. Like, Marmaduke, gist. what are you
1: doing? I- I just want to be friends, and I'll let you think about what Marmaduke's doing. (laughs) Oh, Marmaduke, why? driving a car. Yeah, he's driving a car. (laughs) Uh,
2: That's the car talk.
1: So the whole movie you'd think would be just a series of blackout gags about a big dog getting in the way. Uh You'd be wrong. Turns out Marmaduke has a lot on its mind. A lot
0: it stole from other movies. (laughs) Uh, Other movies, though, that are not children's films or movies about dogs. No. Think about uh, generic plot A and generic plot B. And ram them together and, and put then a, had dog a dog. In it. Let's talk about what happens in Marmaduke, shall we? So
1: sure. Marmaduke's a big Great Dane. He's big. Mm-hmm. He lives in who's, Kansas. Who's the main He's character? Large and like in the charge. family
2: that has to cope with this giant dog? Or? Uh,
1: in the comic strip, I guess. Oh, let, before I get into the plot, let me just say one thing. This has this an film amazing cast. Has an amazing cast. This okay? Just some of the people in it doing either voice work or on on camera work. All right. Owen Wilson.
0: Yeah. titular Marmaduke.
1: Lee Pace. Yeah. Of one of Marmer my Dick's favorite over. movies, The Fall.
2: TVs, Thranduil.
1: Yep. <laughs> TVs, really?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's in the commercials on TV. Judy Greer. In Pushing daisies too.
1: Everybody's comedy sweetheart favorite, Judy yeah. Greer. Flophouse house face. You William got a huge H. Fresh on her. William H. Macy, maybe the best actor. There is right now when he's yeah. given the right material, the really man who turns uh, the Norm Gunderson in Fargo. No, not Norm Gunderson. What i talking about? That's that's Marge's husband. Uh, what's, what's his it? character's I, name I, in Fargo? I, I even, Let's just say his so name long. is Fargo H Macy. He <laughs> turns Fargo H Macy into a into a complex character. Steve Coogan does a voice. Alan yeah. Partridge himself. Sam Elliott does a voice. Yeah. Fergie does a voice, who cares? George Lopez does a voice, whatever.
0: Emma Stone.
1: Emma Stone is a dog voice. Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, Sutherland is a dog
0: voice. Mm-hmm. There's
1: more than one Wayans brother doing dog voices. You keep, The whole time you're like, imagine what Robert a Altman could do with a cast, cast like this. Imagine what Quentin Tarantino could do mm-hmm. with a cast like this. But they're not in one of those movies. <laughs> they're in Marmaduke. The night sky is dark because all the stars are in Marmaduke. A movie that, just just on the side, just flipping through Wikipedia, it appears that the movie was edited by the man who edited Coming Home, Being There. Like, imagine what he could do with a good movie. But no, he's not. mm Instead, he is... His name's Don Zimmerman, by the way. Uh, he was editing
2: sloppily computer-animated dog faces. <laughs> yes,
1: rather than doing the work he did so beautifully in our favorite Rocky IV, uh yeah. he is doing... Uh, computer-animated dog faces. Because Let's not let us let them make sure about that. Dogs talk in this movie, but not in the look-who's-talking-look-who's-talking-now way, where you just hear a voice superimposed over a dog's
0: face. No, they do it in the Beverly Hills Chihuahua style, where they've animated the lips of dogs. <laughs> which is so creepy and horrible. And also not true to the Marmaduke comic, which one thing I will say for Marmaduke, and you will hear me say very few positive things about the Marmaduke uh, comic uh, single-panel gag, sh- gag. But one of the things I like about it is that it is about a real dog who does not talk. He doesn't talk. He is mute from birth. Yes.
1: Tragically. As dogs That's the real are. tragedy of Marmaduke. Yeah. The need for self expression, mm-hmm. the inability to find it.
2: He yeah. expresses himself through placing himself in place where he should It's a fit. cry for, for attention. sitting on things.
1: Yeah. He's saying, My body must do, what my
0: words cannot.
1: Mm. Get your attention. I'm a being. I mm-hmm. exist.
2: Love yeah. me. For I
0: know that one day, this large body, no matter how large it is, must pass away and rot. There is a larger dog than me, a dog called God.
2: Possibly feeding an entire family.
1: The large dog in the sky has decreed we all have a limited time on this earth. Even I, Marmaduke, and so one day... Largest of the dogs. I shall be naught but an enormous skeleton, moldering to dust. My name, perhaps a memory, if I'm lucky. A faded tombstone weathered away by the rain and wind... Until naught is left upon this earth, but hopefully a spirit, perhaps mayhaps a soul, but ultimately nothing. <laughs> Buried by the ages of time, the stones of forgetfulness, as must we all be, forever yeah. and ever, Marmaduke. Amen. <laughs> but Fred
2: Bassett will live forever.
1: Oh, Fred Bassett is immortal, yeah. He's a Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Fred Baskin occasionally goes around cutting the heads off other dogs. Yes, that's
2: what happened to Howard Hughes, right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
1: he, he Fred Baskin said there could only be one cut his head off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yes. so
2: there must have been massive social changes when people realize that dogs and, I guess, other animals can talk. Right?
1: Here's the thing Unlike Zookeeper, where animals reveal they can always talk, they just choose not to the animals are not heard by their humans which makes it even weirder that their mouths are animated cuz it's like how do the humans not notice that their mouths are at least silently forming syllables <laughs> like if you ever looked at a dog's face he's not making s- shapes with his mouth they i'm, ama- I'm, I'm imagining imagining an idiot De-
0: <laughs> deaf <laughs> deaf people who can lip, lip read or like, like these dogs these dogs are talking they, to us all why, the time why are we why are we all so- right sure the dogs are talking <laughs> take, take them away boys, boys. <laughs>
1: No, no, I swear, I swear, they can talk. I'm amazed you can talk so well when you're deaf, deaf guy. <laughs> Take him away to the loony bin for deaf people.
0: They've got a special loony bin? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, terrible. When you're deaf, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait. There's the tagline for deaf alien. <laughs> the In the Falium. big city. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> is, brought you, is brought nowhere. to you is brought to by Michelob Light Ultra. <laughs> uh, so somebody Marmaduke. So the dogs can talk. All the animals, but and dogs can talk to cats, but people cannot hear it. Interspecies communication doesn't pass through to mm-hmm. people. It's only pets. Okay, Marmaduke lives in Kansas with his family. The the dad is Lee Pace. The mom is Judy Greer. They've got some kids.
0: Lee Pace declined. To grow a mustache for this role. If there's one thing I but know about the owner of Marmaduke, is that he has a mustache. But
2: Marmaduke's family is is in for a big shot Well, they couldn't put a fake one on him because it would <laughs> no. look totally unrealistic <laughs> as compared to the dogs. Well,
0: also as compared to his eyebrows. As compared yeah. to the
2: like, one of those could have migrated south for a couple of minutes for each shot.
0: Yeah, they're saying
1: right before shooting, his eyebrow would crawl down his face <laughs> yeah. to where a mustache would be,
0: leaving him with a mustache and one huge eyebrow and just baldness over the other eye. It is weird, though, to like having seen uh, Lee Pace reach sort of new heights uh, of fame, I think, for his career, uh, like appearing in Lincoln this last year and then dialing it back to when he was appearing in Marmaduke. It was three years ago. I mean, no, I know. A lot can happen. Sure. In that time. Mm -hmm. In a New York minute, man. (laughs) <laughs> everything york. could change so
1: anyway speaking of a new york minute they're moving <laughs> to california the oc where lee pace <laughs> has gotten it and they both watch a scene of the oc and
2: then the california, california here we come song we plays come, in the soundtrack
1: right back where we started. you have a
2: beautiful voice <laughs> Thanks, buddy yeah
1: yeah it's beautiful in the Music same way was. a really ugly person can be beautiful when you uh-huh. look at them in the right way yeah well if you love
0: them enough <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Anything looks beautiful. It's, it's
1: similar to in uh I think it's in Time Indefinite, uh, where there's a long shot of a tumor uh, <laughs> and it slowly becomes somewhat beautiful just through through right. your pure exposure yeah. to it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh so let's keep going. They're gonna he's gonna work he works for a company called Bark Organic, an organic dog food company, and the boss, William H. Macy, uh wants it to get into Petco, finally be a nationwide food uh pet food instead
2: of uh this is a pet food company instead of having an office building they just have a giant dog park that they walk around they just in. meet
1: at the dog park cause, because william h macy loves dogs the way dogs love trucks william h macy loves dogs <laughs> if that movie must love dogs was about <laughs> liam h macy it would just say love dogs it wouldn't say must you'd know he would He's yeah. perfect for it uh so they meet there and uh lee pace decides to convince william h macy Eventual, actually, I'm, I'm I'm running ahead. Anyway, they work in a dog park. Oh,
0: please don't run ahead. Which introduces all <laughs> the, so many ins, so many
1: outs. Which introduces the dogs, which are split up in clicks, much like in Bratz. Mm-hmm. Now, Bratz, for all its dumbness, was a lot of fun. Marmaduke for all its dumbness, is like having your soul shredded <laughs> for eternity by Freddy. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs>
3: it's
1: it's a painful watch from the horribly CGI animated Marmaduke that dances, and for some reason they couldn't quite get the proportions right on the model, so his head is just that much too small, to, uh, well, we'll get to the exciting sewer rescue scene. <laughs> uh, they are, we're hearing, knowing that uh, Steve Coogan... Who is a, what's that, comedy genius maybe? Sure. Amazing performer, knowing that he has to do a stereotypical English professor-type voice so it can be put in the mouth of a tiny dog <laughs> for the Marmaduke movie. Anyway, there's a lot of clicks in the dog park ruled over by Bosco. Yeah. A, uh, a, a what is he, a
0: Doberman or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, and none, there's no scarier name, as Ellie pointed out, than Bosca, Bosco. Bosco. A
1: name that reminds you maybe of chocolate milk <laughs> and, <laughs> and maybe and
0: of the... the Warner <laughs> Brothers character that preceded all of the famous Warner, the Warner Prelude, Brothers characters. The
1: pre-looney tunes blackface warner brothers character who mostly just danced by bobbing up and down on yeah, his knees a lot
0: i work style like hey it's me bosco i love gonna-. me it sounds horrifying <laughs> 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 i see you
1: when you're sleeping i'm bosco
2: <laughs> sounds like a pretty scary dog
1: um yeah exactly so bosco is voiced by Keithor sutherland Keithor sutherland <laughs> <laughs> flop oh, fave oh, yeah mirrors star Keithor sutherland and uh, oh, they, he, there's a there's a big dividing line between the pure breed pedigree dogs and the mutts. Marmaduke's a mutt, which means he makes uh, friends with a dog named Maisie, voiced by Emma Stone, mm-hmm. who is the tomboy dog, which means nothing <laughs> because dogs don't wear clothes or have gender identity issues that way. Dogs will hump each other. Men hump men. Women hump men. Women hump women. Dogs but hump all a, over. That's a big
2: stand. Uh, big stand you're making about marriage
0: equality. Elliot. I'm just saying. Everyone should be like the dogs and just
1: hump away
2: wherever. But okay. it is, as we
0: briefly discussed, confusing because you have the voice of the very attractive Emma Stone coming out of a dog. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> a sexy
2: dog body. Dan, and you're like,
0: am I supposed no, to be attracted to this A sexy dog's dog? body. It is not a sexy dog's it's body. It's uh, a really
2: curvaceous a dog. dog. I
1: could see Dan was having a lot of trouble, though, because if he closed his eyes, he would get a boner. But if he opened <laughs> his eyes... Uh, they would go away, which is too bad because dogs like bones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving along, uh, Marmaduke. <laughs> the is, words of
0: Wayne's World. She'd give a dog a bone.
1: <laughs> Marmaduke sees Jezebel, the purebred dog who's Bosco's girlfriend, voiced by Fergie, uh, not Fergie <laughs> the Royal. More
2: attractive this way. <laughs> Uh, ouch. Uh, but Maisie clearly... You heard that right, Josh Duhamel. You know where to find me. <laughs>
0: Maisie... I don't think Josh Duhamel does know where to find <laughs> he where's the fi- where's the finds me. He knows where to find me. He knows where to find me. He turns into Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> he challenges somebody.
1: He turns into Popeye. Because Pop, being Popeye gives him strength. He doesn't know about the spinach part. Uh, he thinks Popeye got his strength from tattoos on his on his arms of irons. Yeah. Or irons, of anchors. Whatever. Anyway... It's late. Maisie obviously has a crush on Marmaduke, but Marmaduke only has eyes for Jezebel. doesn't give a shit. He doesn't but, want no
2: tomboy dog. But
1: Marmaduke's got to look cool, because otherwise the, pure, the pedigrees aren't going to like him. So he arranges with his roommate, a cat, to, to pretend.
0: <laughs> voiced by George Lopez. Voiced by
1: George Lopez. Razzie
0: nominee, <laughs> George, George Lopez. George
1: Lopez was nominated for a Razzie for this role, but he's
0: pretty much the most Probably entertaining the most, yeah. thing in the movie. And I'm not, you know, like, I've never been a George Lopez fan, but after this movie, I'm like, well, you know... And a cast full of real professionals, you stood out, George Lopez. If
1: I watch the George Lopez show and I just close my eyes and pretend a cat's saying that stuff...
0: (laughs) Hilarious.
1: Amazing stuff. Boner. (laughs) Marmaduke has Carlos the
2: cat, pretends to be beaten up by Marmaduke. Do you think they gave him the name... When they realized he had a like a Spanish accent, or <laughs> did he? Yeah, before that he was named Charles.
1: Or did he develop no, you, the accent when, wait, wait, after when they, were, they called him? Charles. When they originally wanted Tom Noonan to do the voice, do, the, do,
0: the cat was named Charles. You do make a good point, which is uh, the owners of the cat can't hear the cat. So why did they name him? I, I'm presuming that they can't. Yeah, I have to assume or they, they adopted just ignore him, from him like assholes. Also no, no, be- Ellie. that's not a cat. That's a Mexican sewer rat. Uh, and it's got rabies.
1: Podcast to tell in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and its beehive hairdo is full of spiders. Who the fuck? Uh, the dog is coming from
0: inside the house. Who did the illustrations for those?
1: Uh, well, they, I don't remember his name, but they're super
0: scary, and they actually changed them for the new edition of no, the book. No, they're books. terrifying. Like I remember when I was a kid, I had the scary stories to tell in the dark. I remember very specifically... Here's the problem with Scary stories: to tell them dark. How are you going to read the pages? <laughs> yeah. Can't be too dark. But I remember very specifically telling my parents, take this book away from me. It it's is too, too scary. It's
1: Those pictures were really scary, which is why in the new editions they don't have those pictures yeah. anymore. They have dull ones. And there was part of me that was like, Oh, man, but those pictures were so great because they were scary. But me as a kid hated them because they were so
2: funny.
0: It genuinely flag. freaked me out. Yeah. Disembodied
2: zombie heads and stuff. Yeah.
0: It's
1: one step away from just having H.R. Geiger redo <laughs> the Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> sure. There's all sorts of weird phallic tubes coming out of cat in the head's head. It's
0: one step away from someone coming into your room as you are a child <laughs> and disemboweling someone in front of you and then going, Good night. Sleep I would say well. at least three steps away from that. I would say someone yelling boo as you're about to go to sleep is, in the, is
1: somewhere in the middle ground between those two extremes. Dan has a
2: vivid imagination. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no. he has a the line
2: vid- between the page and reality <laughs> yeah. is very blurry. I think you'll find Dan has a vivid video imagination. I live, I live in the mouth of madness, <laughs> guys.
1: Clean, sweet breath in the mouth of madness, though. <laughs> mouth of madness. Just because your mouth is full of madness doesn't mean your breath <laughs> has to be crazy. Hi, I'm H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> And I'm John Carpenter <laughs> for, <Colgate>.
0: Cold-gate?
3: <laughs> for Coldgate. Coldgate
1: for Coldgate—the coldest way to keep someone out of your house. Coldgate—they're the coldest. Hi, they won't stop your bad breath, but they will stop other people from getting close enough to you to smell it. I'm John Carpenter, and I'm H.P. Lovecraft. Together, we're cops. <laughs> Lovecraft and Carpenter. I feel like this
0: this turned into like a Michael Cooperman comic
3: (laughs) where
1: everything changes every three panels. (laughs) I wish. Anyway, let's just say Marmaduke wins over the other dogs with his toughness against a cat, and then Lee Pace suggests to his dog, William H. Macy, you don't know be a great idea to get Petco's attention, I guess, to host a dog surfing contest. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> really play up the California angle.
0: It's a terrible idea, but they do it anyway. Yeah, and Lee Pace has Marmaduke surf, even though Marmaduke has never surfed. This is like deep, We're talking deep about... into like, like but, uh, but, animal abuse. But, but, okay. Marmaduke. you got a big butt. I a... want to see it.
1: <laughs> Marmaduke. Pulls through and does an amazing job on the surfboard. Yeah, he's totally tubular. He's t- <laughs> people don't say that anymore, Dan. Yeah, he's hanging ten, idiot.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to note that uh, Lee Pace's daughter uh Has like uh, no?
2: I don't want to hear this, Dan. This is going to get. <laughs> she's a <gross>. teenager,
0: Dan. <laughs> no, she's approached by a surfer named Bodie, and I like to think that this is a prequel to Point Break. That's <laughs> because, all I want to say. There's also surf. a surfer named Bodie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, there's yeah, a- you
2: watched that dog surf, and he got He's some a- ideas. <laughs> yep.
1: Now let's let's mention. I forgot to to mention that Marmaduke's owner, Lee Pace, is having trouble with his family. He really wants his daughter to fit in, but he keeps embarrassing her, I guess, which is what mm-hmm. dads do. Yep. He wants his son to play soccer, but his son's not interested in soccer. And he, his wife is just unhappy for unsearched. unfulfilled. Un- un- ex- so. Yeah, maybe sexually <laughs> unfulfilled because every time they get in a bed together, Marmaduke fucking farts in front of them.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. Looks at the camera and raises his fucking dog eyebrows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. But this is an example of that plot where uh, the dad is bad simply because he wants to do a good job at work. And he's—it's one of these things where he's
1: trying to bond with his kids, but he's doing it the wrong way. He's not listening to them, which is bad. But it, it's—but like, he's it's a
2: perfectly nice
0: dad. He's a very nice guy. It's a nice lot guy. like
1: Bad Dad, starring
2: Gerard Butler.
1: <laughs> it is yeah. just like Bad Dad, starring Gerard. Starring <laughs> that movie we made up, I think. Yeah. It's starring Gerhard Butler, the Scottish actor who does all the backgrounds Gerard, for Jameson. But- <laughs> Gerhard Butler,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's just like Soccer Dad, Bad Dad. Anyway, the the. Uh, that everyone's upset with Lee Payne And it is a kid's movie, so I can understand why you wouldn't want him to be a really bad dad who's, like, abusive. But you could up the conflict to a believable level. Right. But it is a kid's movie, so they but want we, to be nice. But we
0: were talking about, like, how this movie is about things that kids care about, which is, number one, uh, the struggle to impress your boss at work. <laughs> and number two, a uh, romantic conflict between, like, a, rom- a love triangle. A love triangle.
1: A love triangle. Between dogs, yes. Between dogs. I love to- yeah, if there's anything little kids love and don't <laughs> find gross or boring, it's romance and kissing <laughs> and work. Yep. Uh, it's I'm just amazed. that It seems like the obvious plot for this movie is Marmaduke gets lost. That's yeah. it. That's the obvious plot. And yet that happens in the movie for like, Five
2: minutes? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't get lost that easily. He's fucking huge, dude.
1: That's the thing. He has different adventures based on his size. Maybe he enters a rodeo as, the, was like, a monkey riding him or something. Maybe he saves a kid because he's the only one tall enough to, like, pull
0: a branch down for the kid to climb down well, from. Also, like, I've never seen any of the Beethoven movies, but I assume. <laughs> I assume from what I've been able to glean, like, the, the plot of the Beethoven movies is... Big it's Marmaduke. It's a big dog who gets in the way. And they made like three of those. Although at least. there is a
1: scene in Beethoven where he has to impress his his, his impress some business people. All right, but uh, but
2: like wait, he has to, or Charles Grodin has to. I meant Charles Grodin. Sorry, <laughs> not Beethoven. Beethoven does not have a boss or a job in Beethoven. Wait a minute, is Charles Grodin named Beethoven? Because that would make Beethoven Beethoven's Charles, monster. Charles, where does
0: where does Martin Short <laughs> figure into this?
2: Charles Grodin.
1: That's Clifford, which <laughs> is right. not about a dog named Clifford, which confused me to no end when the movie came <laughs> out. But Clifford it is about out. a giant child. <laughs> it's about, yeah, well, it's about a Martin Short-sized child. But yeah, is, I think you're
2: using the term giant, loosely.
1: Martin Short is as his name just tells us. Short. Uh, Beethoven is about, Charles Gruden plays Ludwig von Beethoven, <laughs> okay. who goes deaf because he's always shouting at his dog, yeah. and the dog barks in his ears too loud and deafens him. Uh, but yet that unlocks... And the dog's
2: original name is lost to the sands of time.
1: Exactly. Forever like, to be known as Beethoven's dog. Beethoven's dog. And he, it turns out that, be- that Beethoven writes the Fifth Symphony because his dog one day barks rough 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 and of course music history is made. yeah It was released as Immortal Beloved. <laughs> Story <laughs> Nick Nolte as Beethoven's dog. that <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nolte who played Beethoven in Immortal? No, Love? it was like was, was, it, was
0: it, Gary Oldman. Oldman? Yeah. it was Gary
2: Oldman? It's Gary Oldman. Oh well, of Scarlet Letter fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he's best known for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy that and, to this day defends his handsomeness.
0: Yeah, and he's, his he's large penis fella. size. Yep. I mean, I'm mean, i not saying anything about his penis size, but it's flaccid. We can't make a really good it. And he was in cold that, water. Let's. He was swimming in cold water. Yeah, come on, sure. guys. Let's
1: be fair. You're right. I'm sorry, Gary Oldman. Fair is fair. I can only say, Gary <laughs> Oldman, I invite you... In the words you, of
0: The Legend of Billie Jean, fair is fair.
1: <laughs> I invite you <laughs> to come here and show us your penis <laughs> <laughs> to prove... Fully erect. Fully erect. <laughs> to sh- One of flaccid. us will
0: fluff it. <laughs> not me of your choice no no Gary he's
2: just gonna fucking pick me then yeah. <laughs> Because you, you know your way around it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, unfortunately, Marmaduke defeats Bosco, the evil dog, in the surfing contest. Bosco gets mad and makes it look and has a fight with Marmaduke, but Marmaduke gets blamed for it, much yeah. like I got blamed when kids would pick on me in school. So I really could relate to Marmaduke <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Wait, what? When I was a kid in school, I was a nerd. Let's face it. I was, sure. I was, and Get out of here. And I was small <laughs> for my age. Let's face it all right it, except for my you know etc but anyway you were small for your, what why i oughta <laughs> no, i'm a short man what are you gonna do uh pocket sized, you might say i would say fun size yeah but we all know fun size
0: is just code for this candy's too small <laughs> <laughs> i i could never make it work but i always wanted to i was i was trying for a while to do like a stand-up joke that was like fun size was just like they were using fun in the way a southern woman would use fun it was like <laughs> Oh, look at that Snickers. That is fun. (laughs) Look at that. That is a fun size Snickers. I
1: would like it and can see why it wouldn't work in a standard act. So anyway, I would get picked on a lot. And for some reason, teachers like to focus on the target of the being picked on as if they're they're bringing it to them in some way. So I would get in trouble a lot and get sent to the principal a lot for being the butt of insults and yeah. I never understood yeah, it. because
2: you were walking around reading a fucking book about
0: dinosaurs, nerd. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs? I Di-
1: wish. Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Okay, the
0: teachers a- were mad because they knew that you were going to be more successful for them eventually. That's possible. But
2: Im- Imagine a universe yeah. far in the future where dinosaurs. Right? dinosaurs are also swords. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't. So wait, I don't see it's how that, so it's not dinosaurs that use swords. No, hold on. Thanks robot the
2: cowboys pick so, up the <laughs> dino swords and do, <laughs> do battle on the planes of imagination. You, I will pay
0: you seven hundred thousand dollars for this movie. But it's in the future, so like they've cloned dinos, I assume. And they no, like, they went to a planet where dinosaurs has. are there. Come on, okay. keep up, Dan. Sure, it's yeah. obvious.
2: And the robot cowboys who are giants. <laughs>
0: I mean, so I these do like Pacific Rim style robots. Yeah, but way there's a lot more personality.
1: Imagine there. the size of their hats.
0: I do think we can sell this to ABC 10, Saturday morning in 1984. 10, so if you hats. have access to a time machine, we
1: just got to get there before Dinosaurs <laughs> comes out. Yeah. Do dino swords. <laughs> yep. You know what? Let's just steal the idea for dinosaurs and sell that before they can. <laughs> all right, guys. We know it's it gets like picked pact. up. Come on. and <laughs> You know what? Forget dinosaurs. Let's just sell the idea for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> let's, let's make a pact.
0: In 30 years, if none of us are married, <laughs> we'll get a <it> time <laughs> machine. Okay. We'll go back. I mean, we're all married now. I okay, mean, okay. things <laughs> could change, <that> LA. <laughs>
1: Can't take it for granted. That's true. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, Live but, every day like it's your last. So anyway, Yolo.
1: Marmaduke's in trouble, and the Petco executives are appalled by this dogfight. Uh... It seems like Lee Pace is in the doghouse more than one. Uh, yeah. Jezebel... You're not allowed to say doghouse any more times. <laughs> uh, Marmaduke gets from Maisie her idea of a dream date and then takes Jezebel on the dream date. Mm. They romance each other. Marmaduke mm. throws a party while his owners are out of the house. Where are they? I don't think it's ever explained. <laughs> but And the dogs tear up the house. They ruin it. Uh-oh, but worst comes to worst. Bosco comes in and he sees Carlos the cat. And he reveals that the fight with the cat was all prearranged. Mm-hmm. Marmaduke is a marma fake, as Bosco says. Yeah. Because in dog terrible. to dogs, fake rhymes with a duke.
0: Yeah. Uh, as you said, he could have said, we've all been marma duped. That's what I think he should have said. Yeah, yeah. sure.
1: Uh, Marmaduke... He needs a better writing team, is what you're saying. The yeah. family gets Punch home, up. and Marmaduke gets in trouble. Marmaduke gets put in the doghouse, if you will. No! <laughs> and forced to sleep outside. And Lee Pace, his family is mad at him, so he is in the doghouse, if no! you will. <laughs> and I won't. Marmaduke, it starts to rain, <laughs> and Marmaduke, I guess to remind Lee Pace that he has children, takes his children the unopened soccer jersey that his son never wore, and the Daughter's cell phone, which is a text on it about how lame her dad is, leaves them for Lee Pace to wake up to, and Marmaduke then runs off into the like rain. It feels like a dick move yeah, on like Marmaduke's part It is, gives. yeah. <laughs> and then Marmaduke runs, runs
2: into the, the truth mystic night. fairy Knight. just drops some knowledge bombs <laughs> on you, Lee
1: Pace. $20, please. <laughs> uh, it takes your teeth and gives you truth, because teeth and truth sound kind of similar. <laughs> when you're deaf, which tooth fairies are, or should I say truth fairies, <laughs> Uh, in fact, they're totally different fairies. I don't know why I got them mixed up. Let's not also forget the Don Bluth fairies, who leave animated movies that are never quite as good as you want them to be. Hey,
0: hey, hey, hey! I really like the Secret. Of yeah, me. I
1: forgot you love the Pebble and the Fucking Penguin. <laughs> I forgot a gnome named Norm or whatever it is, or a gnome in Central Park, which everyone was him. You're big Balto booster. Yep, Rock Doodle. <laughs> I forgot about Roger Doodle.
2: He didn't do Rover Dangerfield, did he? I don't. Think I don't so. think he did. I hope so.
1: <laughs> so anyway, uh, Marmaduke goes on the run, and he runs into a. That's car- a
2: dog that has good, a good riding team behind him. Roger, or Roger Darger <laughs> <for his name. laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't get no respect. Exactly that dog. Well, why would you
1: respect a dog? <laughs> <laughs> he would have sense. said Marmaduke. He would have That's said Marmaduke, because he has the better writers, yeah. yeah. He would have said Marma-fucked, because <laughs> he's, he's a little bluer for he the looks results. blue for the later show. Uh, so Marmaduke, he runs into and thinks he's going to be in danger from the Chupadagra, a giant mastiff voiced by Sam Elliott, <laughs> because this movie has the best casting
2: director in Hollywood. Uh, but it turns out Chupadag- that That casting director must have called
0: in so many fucking favors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just, more like, hey... I've got a lot of money for you for uh, walking into a sound booth for a day for and an pretending afternoon. to be a dog.
1: <laughs> Where do I sign up? I'm Sam Elliot. <laughs> Finally, a dream come true. I get to make a lot of money in one afternoon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mustache wax don't pay for itself. So. <laughs> this is
1: why I got into the business.
0: <laughs> uh, this makes. I love for- you, Sam Elliot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do like Sam Elliot a lot. Sure, he spells Elliot correctly. How can I not love him? Uh, anyway, but it turns out Chupatagra is not. Uh, is not actually the fearsome dog they thought he was. He's a dog who ran away from home to be an alpha dog, but then was turned on by his friends and lost his true family. And now he just wanders between the winds, I guess. Yeah, sure.
0: Doling out morals (laughs) to...
1: To lost dogs. And it turns out his name was Buster. Marmaduke, newly inspired, runs away again. Uh, He's really... In the doghouse this time. <laughs> no! Now, in the morning, the family sees that he's gone. They go to find him, even though Lee Pace has his last chance, second big chance presentation to give that day to Petco. But, no, the family makes him look for the dog. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Maisie, at the same time, is looking for the dog. That's another dog? That's the Emma Stone dog. That's Emma Stone. Stone. Okay, That's the, the sexy, sexy dog. dog. <laughs> That's the, they're, none of them are sexy dogs. Uh! I will say, though, as far as dogs go, Maisie is sexier than Jezebel. Mm-hmm. It's just like Teen Wolf. Where the friend is way sexier yeah. than the supposed Oof, hot Oof girl. Boof is much hotter She's than. She's way hotter and cuter than Blondie yeah. McBlondo.
0: Boof is kind of like a little Phoebe Catesy. Uh,
1: you know what? I think. Now Dan
0: loves Phoebe Cates. Well, I do love Phoebe Cates. We all Phoebe love Kates. Phoebe Cates. Come on. How can you not? Come on, Stuart. Wait. Kevin Klein
2: likes Phoebe Gates too. Yeah, they're married. They're married. <laughs> the only you people. Just, you called just, Kevin Klein. Like, what yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I texted what you, him. What do you think about Phoebe Gates? <laughs>
0: he's like, Stuart, you realize I married her, right? How did you get this number? <laughs> and how did I know that you're
1: Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> well, I put myself in your phone, Kevin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Princess Caribou. So continuing. <laughs> uh, Mais- they're all looking for Marmaduke. They finally all converge on. <laughs> And this comes out of nowhere—a yeah. sinkhole in the middle of the streets of L.A. Maisie falls into it, into the sewers, and yeah, the, the
0: ground crumbles
1: beneath her feet. It's—it's li- it's like the fucking part in Ghostbusters before they're about to walk into the building, and the ground oh, is, the is crumbling. Apart. Music.
0: Oh, I hate that! It's the saving worst, the day worst song in the movie. Saving the day. There's so
1: many good songs in Ghostbusters. me
0: insane. <laughs> saving like, the day. Saving, saving the, the day.
1: day. Because yeah. we needed to fill the space in this montage.
0: We need to explain what the Ghostbusters are about to do.
3: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are the Ghostbusters coming the out? Going, the Ghostbusters are oh. trying to where the problem is. Are they going to try to make it worse? Are they going there to give in to Gozer and no, join Ghostbusters. forces? No,
2: don't do it. Don't do it, Go- Don't do it, Ghostbusters. Do
1: Ghostbusters. Saving the day. Oh, oh. God, thank goodness. The Ghostbusters are still oh. good guys. They haven't yet turned towards evil. <sighs> Thank
0: God, Ghostbusters. Anyway. You gotta me scared there for a second.
1: Marmaduke falls what, in the sewer. What accent was that? <laughs> uh. I am going to
0: say Philadelphia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Marmaduke falls in the sewer and saves Maisie. A rescue worker saves Contaminating Maisie. Contaminating the city's water supply. With big dog. Yep. Uh a rescue worker can pull up Maisie, but Marmaduke's too big. The sewer water pushes him forward and he gets lost in the tunnels. A la third man. <laughs> All yeah. of, exactly. Uh he goes, he gets pushed into one of those big aqueducts that they chase through in Terminator two out that are outside. Yeah. And Lee Pace saves him. That are in
0: every movie set
1: in LA. Yeah where the once mighty LA river trickles through <laughs> yeah. like the puny little shitty river it is uh and he saves Whoa. marmaduke at the last minute he rea- marmaduke and him it it's, it's I think so they're stupid. talking to each other yeah, for a while it, it seems it really for a second like it, it really doesn't matter uh the important thing is
0: the important thing is for no reason there's a sinkhole rescue at the end of this marmaduke <laughs> at the end movie. of
1: marmaduke they decide to action it up <laughs> they needed a big climax for marmaduke uh well they said there's nothing bigger than Marmaduke. You'd, the, the very Earth itself would have to <laughs> swallow him up. <gasps> of course. <laughs> and uh, it turns out... He's his, Earth's
2: mightiest dog. And, uh, but there's never been a sinkhole in L.A. before.
1: And Lee Pace has been fired by his boss over the phone for not showing up on time. Uh... Lee Pace, finds he says, well, I guess we're moving back to Kansas. And his family goes, no, we love it here. It turns out that the daughter has hit it off with Bodie the surfer, and the son may not be into soccer, but he isn't into skateboarding, and he's mm-hmm. found some cool friends.
2: So some who, cool kids to do drugs with, apparently.
0: <laughs> and the kids also recorded the whole rescue and put it on YouTube. Yeah, and luckily, William H. Macy, who was a nut for dogs, respects the fact that Lee Pace would rather save his dog from a sinkhole than come to work.
1: Which is also anyone should should sure. respect that he saved a living
0: thing yeah. rather
1: than go to work
0: you know uh, and then there's a horrific uh, scene of a bunch of dogs dancing there to... is
1: almost no justification <laughs> for this it comes in almost entirely out of nowhere. All, oh wait, Well, Marmaduke goes, and he tells the the pedigrees that all, they all have yeah, to mix. All the dogs are yeah, equal. Yeah, so whatever. He
0: throws over Fergie for Emma Stone.
1: For Emma Stone, and all the dogs are okay. All dogs go to heaven. Dogger Stone. <laughs> and Bosco gets chased away by a bee. And in one of many, and then they, they all dance to What I Like About You. Yeah. All CGI dogs, it's terrible. But let me just say one thing, and it's going to lead to a larger point about Marmaduke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bosco says... Is there a larger point about Marmaduke? <laughs> yes, and I'm getting to it. Bosco says... You're going to find that payback is a B because a B hits him on the nose and he goes, ah, a B, and sense, runs away. Man. I He's don't gonna like. He was going to say Payback's a bitch. He was going to say Payback's mm-hmm. a bitch. This is a kid's movie. There are so like, many. I do not
0: trust the bee in Apartment 23. There's
1: so many quote unquote jokes in this movie. It's well, about movie. a bitch? No, it's yeah. about a bee. Okay. <laughs> it's about a giant bee that. Uh, An untrustworthy bee. But the bee is always laid on his you rent. you wouldn't want to like. Yeah, you wouldn't
0: he want always to. He always eats like, the stuff in your fridge. Take care of your cat while you're away. You find out whose friend who's you know, a just wasp. You sting the shit my cat. Yeah.
1: We can only sting the cat once. He's. Then the stinger gets pulled out and he
0: dies. Uh, yeah, that's really sad. That's anyway. why that sugar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cancelled. the bee died after it stung <laughs> Yeah, it was Sweep Uh
1: It was called Stings for Sweeps. <laughs> now, okay, there's a lot of jokes in this supposed kids movie that are jokes for grown-ups. There's a lot of drug references. There's references to movies kids would have seen that adults would not have seen. There's like a lot. There's the reverse.
0: This, what? Movies that oh, kids sorry. wouldn't have a, seen. Lot of,
1: a lot of movies that kids would not have seen like Irreversible like no, <laughs> there's a nine minute rape scene that is very inappropriate very inappropriate
2: but it kind of explains why Marbaduke's such an asshole to everybody <laughs> yeah. it's
1: a it's one of those movies where it's supposedly for kids but they feel like well we got to entertain the adults too and instead of then doing what say like Pixar does and crafting a strong story with a real emotional core, so that adults get drawn into it also, they just fill it up with a bunch of shitty, like, references and, like, jokes about swear words and things like that. It worked
2: for Shrek, dude. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, it worked for Shrek. And the, the ending where they all dance to What I Like About You seems so stolen from the end of Shrek when they sing and dance to I Believe in Miracles, right? Nah, no, no, it's, not, nah, it's, it's a It's like, Believer. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, that I saw her thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's another stupid song about believing. So, uh, so it's like... It's this whole second-rate, second-hand, cliched, crappy movie that has no audience. It's not for kids, not for adults. But I'm I'm such a huge not-fan of that aspect of kids' movies these days, and it's a problem I have with both Smurfs and Smurfs 2, that the tagline is Smurf Happens, which is a play on Shit Happens. Okay, okay. Which, like, a kid shouldn't get that. Shit does happen, It's inappropriate uh, to bring a play on the word shit into the advertising campaign for kids Like, if you do
0: a really good thing for children that is, like, is not obviously uh, doing something for adults, I mean, like, it may have, like, the wit of something for adults, but it's not obviously doing for something... It's still going to be enjoyed by adults. it's still going to be enjoyed by adults. Like, I feel like the stories about Winnie the Pooh, for instance, like, they've got some very funny stuff in them that can be enjoyed by adults, but there's nothing in there that is not aimed at a child. Yeah. Um and I agree. that's the opposite of Marmaduke. I
2: would also say that the Marmaduke comics are about this big ass dog that this family has to put up with. And the movie is about this dog who has to put up with this asshole owner basically. <laughs> And it it completely loses the point of the comic strip.
1: You're right. They really weren't
2: true. Just to like the... fucking Watchmen all over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh Yep, this is like the Watchmen of Giant Dog movies. Somehow we've managed to talk for a very long time about Marmaduke. So quickly, final judgments, this is a good bad movie, a bad, bad movie, a movie you kinda like. Stuart.
2: This was a bad, bad movie. I didn't like it at all. It was
0: terrible. Uh, I agree, Elliot. <laughs>
2: Let's make a unanimous. Bad Ben movie. I hated
1: this, and I hate our fans for wanting us to watch it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I no, am I'm just I love gl- you guys. I am glad that
2: a lot of people I like got paid money. Probably. Well, that's to the make thing. It.
1: If any, if they Judy if,
2: Greer, you deserve
0: it.
1: If there's a welfare program for good actors that involves them being paid a lot of money to be in shitty movies, ultimately, I'm okay with that. I just wish that they made good movies
0: instead. Um, before we move on to letters, I just want to quickly say. Uh, it's been very nice, uh, on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Uh, we were mentioned by, uh, Mr. Jesse Thorne and, and, uh, Mr. <laughs> and John Hodgman. Begrudgingly
1: H- 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 mentioned by Mr. John Hodgman. Uh,
0: and also on, uh, uh, Jordan Jesse Go, uh, the flophouse has come up a couple of times, and I want to, uh, extend thanks to them for bringing them up those are those are two podcasts that i personally and they're not
2: even contractually obligated to no, say no anything. no we're no, in different
0: not. podcast networks but i those are podcasts that i uh, love myself uh, jordan Goh was one of the reasons i started this podcast it was an inspiration to me and so i appreciate it's like a it's like an intercompany podcast crossover yeah. like when uh, the hulk would fight batman
2: so maybe John Hodgman will come sit in here in place of me, and you guys can have a talk, Alec. Maybe. You guys can hash things out. Maybe. Like a real WTF. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the bottom of your beef.
1: Speaking of... Like uh, a real
0: WWF. <laughs>
2: speaking of other podcasts, I'd like to
0: briefly... It's WWE now,
1: a, uh, a relatively recent addition to the All Things Comedy Podcasting Network, a podcast called Writer's Block with J.R. Uh He is another writer at The Daily Show, and it is a podcast where he interviews comedy writers about their process and whatever. It's a little different from WTF because it's comedy writers specifically and not comedians uh but he has some great interviews in it there's an there's an episode where he interviews neil brennan that i found particularly fantastic so check it out on the all things comedy network and then listen to some other ones too
0: so uh moving on to letters this first letter is titled the flop house and the train journey from hell and, Is this uh, a kid's so novel? It's from... Is this
1: in the series of Flophouse I Can Read, Adventure <laughs> Stories? <laughs> it's from
0: Andy, last name with health. He says... Good afternoon, gang. I'd just like to thank the Flop House for keeping me sane and putting a smile on my face during the train journey from hell last Friday night. Uh, the Rust Bucket train was two hours late... Last cleaned in 1973, the toilet was a sibling to Trainspotting's worst toilet in Scotland, and there was not a single announcement, so you had no idea where you were. Best of all were the cast of the characters on the train of the damned, (laughs) including but not limited to a man who seemed to have three wives who would not stop singing, a skinhead in my compartment who made increasingly angry phone calls in between trying to chat up the ladies of the train, a father passed out drunk while his children almost fell out the windows, and dozens of filthy children who were playing on the tracks up until a minute before the train arrived. Where was this train? Where were you going? <laughs> well, he says. Anyway, advice to in from Latvia flop- to visit Doctor Doom or something. <laughs> advice from <laughs> flopper very... to flopper: never travel with Romanian <laughs> regional railways. <laughs> <laughs> keep up you the know, good work never
1: having done that i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna say i would have said that advice if only because you know it's gonna be a train of fucking vampires
0: <laughs> yours ding-dongingly andy last name withheld. Well thanks
1: for listening andy and uh, we're glad we got you safely <laughs> safely through uh the land of uh, wind and ghosts mm-hmm. Romania. Um, but moving on to uh, i hope he wasn't eaten by a werewolf right after he sent that letter
2: Moving on to some questions for us. Uh, hey, Floppers. He gave it to a very ominous-looking
0: postman <laughs> <laughs> who transformed into a bat moments later. Dear Floppers, Two Things Hots is now available streaming on Hulu. Awesome. And while it requires you to register due to the copious nudity, I disagree with the assertion that the film is intended for mature audiences. <laughs>
1: No, it's intended for 13 year olds.
0: <laughs> Secondly, if you could create your own 80s teen exploitation romp, but the plot did not involve sailing, saving a failing business from an evil, evil developer played by Martin Mull, I'm what out. would it be? Yeah, why bother? Keep on flopping, Bill, last name withheld. That's a good question.
1: A sex exploitation romp. I mean, I think it would call, be called like Top Busters, and it would yeah. be about women who don't wear tops. Do we need a plot beyond that? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Dan-
2: I was gonna say okay, so you have some big breasted ladies mm-hmm. okay. and they are members of some kind of elite uh like police squad that are operate outside the law. So kinda like the Andy Sideritz movies. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar to that. Almost like a cuffs situation, <laughs> okay. but with way more nudity.
0: So what about like... Uh, like
2: shower police. They're called the shower police. <laughs>
0: shower they only, police. They
2: only break up crimes there. are They only
1: deal with shower-related crimes. Yeah. And of course, they take showers after the crimes.
0: Yeah, you gotta clean all that blood off. <laughs> what about like uh nude school USA? <laughs> like,
3: like, you've been thinking about this. Yeah, you wrote no, the script like, already. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> like, uh, like I don't know what, like maybe... Uh, You'll take a producer credit is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying it's a is- town where like uh, their biggest export is pants, and so they hate shirts. So, like, there's a bunch of topless women I would say
1: there's a problem between the townies and the gownies. Uh, sure. But the problem is the townies are the ones wearing gowns. And the Nude School USA, or Nude School U? Let's yeah, call it sure. Nude School University USA. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. have to convince the townspeople to take off their clothes and live free. But there's a crusty old dean, played by a 19-year-old... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who who's trying to throw out all the sororities and the fraternities? The fraternities are also girls' organizations. It's mm-hmm. an all girls school.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: Also, uh, let's just call one uh, Lesbian
0: Beach. <laughs> sure. Starring Rod Uh as Sandy Beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, this Christy next... Ducati as a lesbian. <laughs> this next letter. Is titled Questions for the Floppers. Hey Floppers. Shoot. Just a couple of questions I have for you. Now there's there's one for each of us, so uh, uh, so I won't answer I'll just run them. through all of them. The okay, we'll circle this? back. We'll circle well, I I'll, I'll, I'll run through all of them, then we'll circle back. So you don't want us to interrupt you each time. No. You, okay. So uh number one, Stewart. Okay, that's me. <laughs> Bigger disappointment Dollman versus demonic toys or puppet master versus demonic toys. <laughs> Two, Elliot. Most overrated and most underrated musicals: Three, Dan, F, Mary Kill, Leanna Quigley, Joan Severance, Linda Blair, Circa Zapped again. So, uh, <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> cycling back, Stewart, bigger disappointment. Doll Man versus demonic toys, or Puppet Master versus demonic toys. <sighs> uh, I would probably say I think Puppet Master versus demonic toys is a bigger disappointment, just because I think
2: it has such a rich mythos, mm-hmm. so many great characters, that you can't really fit them all into. I think it was like a sixty-five minute movie. <laughs> we got to have time at the end for that full moon entertainment ad for all the other movies. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean the workshop has so many great characters like yeah. the uh the the leech woman and the little German looking guy that shoots out flame or the Let's guy with forget. the little knives. The six shooter. Six yeah, six shooter is amazing. Uh and he didn't even show up what till about, like what two about, or three. What about drilly? Yeah, the yeah, the basic drillhead guy. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the vanilla of Puppet Master puppet <laughs> He's the
1: Leonardo Cyclops <laughs> of Puppet Master characters.
2: I mean, no, that would be Come like on. the guy, the the like the the guy that's actually a midget but with a little pinhead. Oh yeah, yeah. A
0: doll that drills into people is pretty cool.
2: I'm not saying Come he's on. not cool, but that's like saying a, a man sized turtle with two katanas isn't cool. <laughs> 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 yeah, he sounds pretty cool, but let's check him out. Well, Personality wise, around him, kind of a dud. Uh, but yeah, Dolmen vs. Demonic Toys is, is, is better.
0: All right. Elliot, most overrated and most underrated musicals.
2: I'm going to say most overrated musicals, and this can be
1: controversial, is a tie for me between An American in Paris. I agree. Which I'm not a fan of, aside from the ballet sequence, and The Bandwagon, which I'm also not a fan of, aside from the, uh, the Mickey Spillane inspired dance number. And there is one super creepy dance number where Fred Astaire and the other two leads are dressed up like little kids and are singing about how they hate and want to kill each other. And it's like, in a John Waters movie, yes, works great. In a Fred Astaire musical with Sid Charisse, no, that's weird. I love Fred Astaire, love Sid Charisse, don't like the bandwagon. Most underrated musical, I would say, would be Dames. A musical from the 30s that I'm a particular fan of with uh, Dick Powell and uh, a, a lot basically... Everyone else that was in Warner Brothers movies and the musicals in the 30s. Uh, it's really silly and goofy and funny, and there's a number of great musical numbers in it. Some of Busby Berkeley's best work, in my opinion. Dames. That's the one you should seek out.
0: Uh, and for me, the question was F. Mary Quick Kill, Leanna Quigley, Joan Severance, and Linda Blair. You almost Melinda said Blair. F. Murray,
1: Abraham. <laughs> yeah, I <know>. Well, it's <laughs> Instead hard. of F. Mary Kill. <laughs> Well, he, let's see. I would f Joan Severance, and I would Murray the, <laughs> Linda Blair. And I problem, guess I would Abraham, the other one.
0: The problem is he did not write "fuck Mary Kill." He wrote "f Mary Kill." <laughs> so there's no way that you're not gonna start Say saying "f, f Mary Abraham." Abraham. Uh, yeah, I get it. "Fuck Mary Kill." <laughs> I like that as a new game. Leanna <laughs> Quidley, quigley. Joan Severance, Linda Blair, circa zapped again. Now I don't want to kill anyone. Sure, but if you had but, to, but the rules, the, the, the rules of the scorpion. game the rules of the
1: game say you must
0: Yeah, want to play a little game it's called F. Marie Abraham (laughs) Uh, uh, you gotta uh, find F. Marie Abraham
1: (laughs) in this box of packing peanuts uh, is he even in this box? (laughs) you're gonna have to find out if you don't find him within five (laughs) minutes
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like a a shoebox too how how far he's fallen since Amadeus (laughs) oh he's fallen very far uh, no, I you know all right. Kill if I have to, Linda Blair. I'm sorry, sorry Linda. Oof. Wow. Just
2: try to, dude. If you've ever seen Savage Streets, you know she'll no. serve
0: you up some hot death with a <laughs> crossbow. Uh, now between fucking Mary, fuck Joan Severance, of course, Mary Liana Quigley, because she's got all these great stories of her days as a scream queen. A scream queen. A scream queen. A oh, scream queen. Yeah, man, it's
1: easy. And and uh, what would you do with F. Marie Abraham? <laughs> I would also marry him.
2: <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> you get the financial stability yeah. of <laughs> Marie Avery. Yeah. <laughs> His vast fortune. All those Star <laughs> Trek insurrection dollars rolling in.
0: <laughs> so our last letter of the evening is titled, Have You Seen My Hat?
1: Well, <laughs> 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 it's a very specific letter.
0: Dan Stewart Elliott. I'm going to need a subscription. Have You Seen My Hat? It's a baseball cap. It's black. It's got a Coors Light logo logo on front and a clover behind it. Named after... It's founder, Adolph Coors Quite obviously an Irish beer company <laughs> Fun fact, Adolph Coors killed himself By jumping out a hotel window I bet he went down smooth Okay, the hat I think I lost it when I moved from Chicago to Mount Prospect And that was back in November I thought it was in the trunk of my car, but it's not And I unpacked the boxes by like December So like, what's going on here? <laughs> Who would steal a hat? And it's not even a good hat It's all broken in for someone with a small head Aside, my head's kind of small, but it's no big deal. It's not like a thing or anything. Did you find this letter on the floor of the subway? (laughs) (laughs) So I doubt anyone stole it. Although if it were stolen, I'd be really mad, like sweaty mad. Anywho, any help you'd be able to provide in this area would be much appreciated. I'm not asking for a nationwide manhunt like the 1979 movie Scavenger Hunt, (laughs) co-starring Cloris Leachman and Tony Randall doing some fantastic... Antonio Randall? (laughs) (laughs) Antonio Randall doing some fantastic What the Fuck Am I Doing Here performances. But maybe you could lend a hand. I'll even pay you back for any assistance offered. Elliot, I'll help you finish the Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow script. Script is done. I need the money for the production. Stuart, I'll help you on your quest to see every woman who's ever lived totally nude. Dan, okay. I'll <laughs> even listen to you talk about your core. Here's an artist rendering of the hat, if it helps. And here's uh, here's a picture of the hat. Okay, that's a basic line drawing
1: of a hat. It says yeah. Coors Light with a, with a clover on it. Yeah, it's so okay. got a shamrock there.
0: Uh the answer to your question is no, we have not seen your hat.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, so I guess flophouse listeners, if you see this man's hat, send it to somewhere, Mount Prospect. <laughs> just write Man Who Needs a Hat, Mount Prospect, <laughs> <laughs> Care of the Flop House, America USA. I, f- I feel like Rural, we're out. Rural rated R. <laughs> so <laughs> we're doing good doing good. Yeah, work. yeah Finally. we're doing the Lord's work here. Yeah, we're just like America's Most Wanted.
0: So uh the last segment. <laughs> The, last the Lord's work is finding
1: that man's lost hat?
0: <laughs> sure. I mean, the Lord wants that man to be happy. That's true. Yeah. His eyes on the sparrow. So I know he watches. Santa. So,
2: last segment's what again? We say goodbye.
0: No, no. <laughs> is there. I, we recommend movies. Movies okay. that we enjoyed, unlike Marmaduke, that okay. people can watch. Stuart, what do you want well, to watch? Well, I recommend? already recommended Dollman versus Demontory <laughs> over. Does that so count? don't recommend that. It doesn't, again.
2: It doesn't count. Um. Well, last night I saw with Elliot, but in but the same together. room, but not together. We were at the same event, unknowingly. It was yeah. weird, but my Stuart sense was tingling. Something was tingling. Okay, okay, it's your turn, Dan. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, <I'm gonna> <laughs> now, we, we, we we both went to the New York premiere of Nicholas Wendig Reffin's Only, "Only God, God forgives. forgives," starring uh Ryan Gosling and Ryan a Fos- guy from
1: uh Thailand Rated <laughs> Ryan hard. Gosling, Kristen Scott Thomas, Kristen Scott Thomas and two Thai actors, one of whom was the breakout star of the movie. Yeah. By far. Yeah. He is if you he's the crystal faults
2: of the movie if you will. Yeah. Uh, um It's a, for if you love to drive, but you want a much less accessible version. (laughs) With less talking. Less talking and more gore and horrible stuff. And horrible
1: family, dysfunctional family dynamics. Yep. Mm -hmm. And And tiling. If
2: you want it to go super slow, like snails pace slow at times. Yes, yes. And you want a discordant score that makes you uncomfortable the entire time. Go see Only God Forgives. In theaters, probably now. But that is
1: a recommendation. It's a recommendation. Stuart and I both really like this movie. Here's how I would describe it. If Quentin Tarantino wrote a script set in Thailand, Mm -hmm. and then John Waters did a gloss on it, and then Stanley Kubrick directed it, and then Takashi Miike directed retakes for that movie to make it bloodier, I think you'd have something along the lines of Only God Forgives. It's a very deliberate very slow and strange movie that also has some super gory scenes and one particularly
2: uh gory scene and the i think the only way to really experience it you're gonna have to go back in time to last night and see the weird q a with the director (laughs) and the cast where ryan gosling seems uncomfortable for the first (laughs) half that he's up on stage with these crazy people uh and and the director's doing the best to make him
1: feel that way by saying crazy things um, but, but it's yeah. it's I, I I really liked a lot. It's a it's a movie that the story is nothing amazing. In fact, it's very s- strange. But the it creates such an intense mood and such an intense ambiance and atmosphere, and the music and the filmmaking are on such a high level of craft that it's going for a, kind of a deeper emotional dream like back of the brain state and I think it hits there. I
0: I So wait, I've, who's who's recommending this? I don't we're
1: know. Both we're, we're both
2: recommending it. We both oh, saw my it. My mind is blown.
1: We're both recommending It's a it's a tag team recommendation.
2: Oh. So you have you have the highbrow and the lowbrow. I liked it for the gore and uh I guess, the gore? And I liked it for the evocation of a very specific
1: mood that's sustained over the course of this hour and a half. I like the loud
2: noises. And I like any movie that has a character that can seemingly pull a giant (laughs) katana-like sword from behind his back at any time. From inside his butt, I guess? He's like a Highlander.
1: So many hands get cut off. But, uh the
2: spoiler spoiler alert hands get cut it is if you are a a male actor in a wendy Griffin movie you are probably going to get fucked up (laughs) like just make a prosthetic of your face because it's about (laughs) to get fucked up
1: like i would say if you were on the fence about drive don't go see this movie even if you liked drive you might not like this movie but it is a full experience it's a movie you experience you don't watch necessarily you know and there is a introducing your mom to your girlfriend at dinner scene that is hilarious. <laughs> Where Krista Scott Thomas says, the meanest things she can think of to two people who do not say much. In an otherwise
2: very quiet movie <laughs> yeah. to an audience filled with nervous laughter. But So only God yeah. forgives.
1: Uh, if you're willing to give a strange movie a try, I'd say go for that one.
2: Yeah, if you liked... Any of his other, if you liked most of his other movies, you will probably you'll probably like it, and it's the kind of movie where at the
1: end, when the credit comes up that says "dedicated to Alexandro Jodorowsky," you're like, or Alejandro, what, what, don't worry I, about anyway, it. Anyway, dedicated to Jodorowsky, you go, ah,
0: oh, that makes sense. Okay, I get it. Uh, I, I, we, I would like to recommend three movies. Here's the thing: you're making up for us. Yeah, we cool. were we were off. <laughs> uh, the Daily Show was off for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Complain about it. Oh, we get so much vacation time. Just recommend the movie. Yeah, to hell with you. <laughs> to hell with you. Imagined straw man. So uh, I also like
1: fire straw man.
0: <laughs> so I watched a lot of movies during that time. When I'm making an argument, I like to argue against a wicker man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Terrible. He always wins. <laughs> it's true. Um, Covers
0: you in bees. <laughs> but there are three movies I enjoyed. Uh, number one, I watch, I saw Robin and Marion, the Richard Lester movie about Robin Hood, which is a movie that I watched, at, I tried to watch as a child, uh, because when I was a kid, Robin Hood was one of my great heroes, along with Sherlock Holmes. And uh, <laughs> Because Dan grew up in the 1890s. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, if you're a kid...
1: Well, Stuart and I were watching Wolverine just slash people to bits. Yeah.
0: You're watching that? Well, I like Where? the X-Men cartoon uh, show. Yeah. I was watching him play the X-Men video game. <laughs> I just uh, the thing, Like, when you're a kid, if you want a Robin Hood movie, Robin and Marion is not the one for you. No. You want a swashbuckling, fun... You want fun the adventures of Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, but Meeting as... tights, et cetera. As a <laughs> uh, tired adult, Robin and Marion uh, was very... Uh, I, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, it's It's a... An aging Robin Hood, although uh, Sean Connery went on to have at least thirty more years of appearing in it's, action it's movies. It's like when
1: when Frank Sinatra sang "The September of My Years" when he was roughly halfway through his career. Yeah.
0: But it has a it has a great cast as Sean Connery, Audrey Hepburn, uh, Nicole Williamson. Uh, Ian Holm, uh, Robert Shaw is in it. Uh, Who else? Uh, Denholm Elliott is in that movie. You
1: name an English actor, he's in it.
0: Yeah, it's It's a lot of meat. It's a great movie about (laughs) a lot of meat in that sandwich. (laughs) The the end of a legend. It was originally called, I think, the Death of Robin Hood, or something. But they
1: they decided that was too exciting a name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But uh, if you want a bittersweet take, bittersweet take on Robin Hood, it's a it's a it's a very good movie. I watched uh, Wagon Master. Which oh, Wagon is a, Master is a good movie. John Ford movie yeah. um starring Ben Johnson where uh, two horse traders shepherd uh, a group of Mormons uh, through the desert and uh uh Ben Johnson is usually the sort of second banana in John Ford westerns and this was his chance to be the first banana. That was the thing that always
1: made, took me out of the John Ford movies was that there's a guy in a banana suit walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just really, it's not accurate, right? western towns to just have a guy in a banana costume walking around. And then to have two guys, there's a second banana. There's another guy in the banana costume.
2: That really happened in those movies?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Haven't you ever seen the banana who shot Liberty
0: Valance? No. (laughs) But But Ben Johnson... Just as an actor, radiates... She wore a yellow banana? (laughs) He radiates... That's
2: that's crazy. Why would they make that movie?
1: I'm not sure. They're classics, all of
0: them. Yeah. Banana coach? As an actor... What is that? He radiates decency (laughs) and charisma, and it's just a lot of fun to see Is that a
2: stagecoach filled with bananas? Yeah, it
0: is. The peelers? That's the searchers. And lastly, (laughs) I watched uh, Side Effects, the supposedly last... Uh, theatrical release from Steven Soderbergh. And it's a movie that kind of flopped in theaters, but that's great because... Oh, we because should have watched it for this. It means that um, you oh, don't boy. know anything about it. Like, I, I, like, started watching the movie knowing very little about it, and I think that's the ideal way to walk into it. You actually
1: thought it was an adaptation of the Woody Allen book side effects. <laughs> and
0: boy, was I not a laugh in the thing. <laughs> but... Uh, it's just a lot of like uh, it's it's got a great performance by Rooney Mara, who I've now seen in three things, putting in totally different performances every time. But it's it's a movie it's a it's a thriller that uh, has some absurd twists and turns, but it's done in a very masterful way. And I won't say anything the, more about uh, Nightmare it. Nightmare on Elm Street that. remake. I have not seen the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I Thought we watched that for this? No, no we, watched we watched the Friday, Friday the Thirteenth remake.
1: Oh, you're getting your your Jasons and your Freddys mixed up. Mm-hmm. Your Freddys versus your Jasons. <laughs> that was also. I'll just to go back to this event that Stuart and I both attended yes. unknowingly last night. Uh, they asked, so a person asked at one point this stupid question: uh, If you could play any part from any movie, what would you play? And the actors had no idea how to answer this until uh, until Ryan Gosling just goes. Freddy Krueger and puts it down.
2: <laughs> Drops the mic. Please. Drops
1: the mic and it, and I think you and I probably both had the exact the same thought. The crowd
2: erupted in cheers.
1: You and I probably both the same thought was, that, yeah, do
2: it. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. Like
1: a new a Nicholas Wending Reifen movie about of Nightmare on Elm Street with with Ryan Gosling I'm is terrifying. Krueger. Like yeah, like why is that not happening? Oh, mm-hmm. I would love it. Talk about yeah. a weird Freddy
0: Krueger movie. What's your recommendation though, Ali?
2: Only God forgives. Oh, okay. I also recommend Pacific Rim. All right. So I, mean, I don't God really need to say mine. anything. I mean, like, so pe- on the Flockhouse
1: Recommends Wiki, I'll be Only God Forgives. Okay. And
2: I'll be Pacific Rim. People will assume that I like a movie where giant robots punch the shit Literally the shit out of. <laughs> There's literally Monsters. a scene where, where
1: they punch a monster and shit comes out of it. Out of Am I going to spoil the movie for you? I mean, it would spoil the movie for me if I watched the movie and that scene was in it. <laughs> it would spoil
0: for me if it was not in it. But it's, it's <laughs> a
2: it's a it's a big budget, uh, like a big budget uh, summer blockbuster, but made with clearly with a lot of love and attention to detail. And yeah, it's not like the the plot and the story is not going to win any awards, but. Direct- you know, turn your, turn your brain, turn your, check your brain at the door, turn mm-hmm. it off. Yeah, popcorn. Whatever
1: you need to do, and just really enjoy the work of William of the Bull. So That's guys. the English version of his name, because this is America, we speak American here.
0: Uh, we finally did it, watched Marmaduke. How do oh, you feel? God. And we
2: made like a million recommendations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it was pretty successful. Oh,
1: yeah. I feel like, All I'm, the tight-
0: like I'm trying to digest a big piece of meat and it's not going through. <laughs> Like a marmaduke sized piece of meat. Yep. Yeah, I'm digesting It's just marmaduke- too big
2: for his little mouth. <laughs>
0: uh, I think I think we did a good job. Uh, I, 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 is this the part, happy we, to sign this is the part where we back on. ourselves
1: up <laughs> yeah. with positive praise? <laughs> are we am. doing the evaluations portion? I don't understand.
2: I mean, uh, you were really good. And you were
1: great right too, dude. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thanks. And you were okay. Thanks. I mean, uh, it came in a little slow. Are we all supposed to talk about one
1: strength and one flaw? Right. I don't. We yeah, can it's do a that. Shit off.
2: sandwiches while we're doing it. We can do that <laughs> off air. It's where the uh, shit is—the meat, not the bread. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How are you want to hold that sandwich? I mean, you have to dry
2: out. Poop
0: all over your hands. <laughs> I think we can sign off. Gloves. Eat, uh, Gloves. Thanks for listening uh, for the Flophouse. I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington, and I'll be Elliot Kalen until history forgets me. Good night, everyone. We did it. You you were pretty good too. So, wait, what what do you want me to do?
1: What? Change my body? <laughs> Why? It's perfect. Stewart has a perfect no, body. No,
0: you can sit there. Just don't get any closer to the mic than you are. Like back here. <clears throat> I bit. sound weird a lot. Um, that might just be your voice. That's fair. <laughs> This microphone is covered s- in cat hair. I don't. I'm sorry. sound like I sound in my in the head. apartment. I I apologize. That's okay. A lot I can do about it.